0: genomics everyone i hope uh, you are all well today i'm going to talk about and break down the proposed change regarding the mortgage qualifying stress test but before that i'm going to start things off with a bold prediction and uh, you all know my track record with predictions um, the super bowl one in particular which propelled me to the higher echelon of uh, forecasting and predicting That was uh, when I predicted Tom Brady and uh, the Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl in a lopsided victory. Yep, I did that. Um, So here's my latest prediction. And I know what comes with uh, making predictions. Absolutely. Feel free to call me out on this anytime in the future if I am wrong. But here it is. I predict that the world is not coming to an end. I'm being a little sarcastic. But at the same time, I felt it's a prediction or statement that I had to declare on my biggest platform, you know, that being this podcast. Despite what what you are reading or listening to, I just thought, you know, that good way to start and, and let, let you all know, you know, from my eyes, the world is not coming to an end. Uh, there continues to be so many theories and interpretations on the current state of the real estate and mortgage markets. And I'm talking mainly the uh, like Armageddon-type forecasts and predictions. And the crazy thing, in my opinion, is that there is for sure truth in every single analysis prediction that you've read and heard about, probably, right? And my point really is that For example, to say that low interest rates are the reason why home prices across Canada have skyrocketed to, you know, unreachable heights is pretty much accurate, of course. But there are other variables and factors that are also playing a part. So I'm just saying, like me personally, I'm not committing to any one-sided narrative either way. Like, I'm not all in on the interest rate argument. Um, Just like I'm not all in on the real estate bubble talk. So I I think the healthy way to view the market is to be split down the middle about it, like kind of like cautiously optimistic kind of way. So the reporting and the information on the market is it's pretty complex um, what everyone's hearing, but it can also be very broad and vague. So. I think everyone needs to be careful with the particular information that they choose to absorb. And uh, more importantly, really absorb the information and analyze and make conclusions about it as it personally applies to you. I think too many people lump themselves and their neighbors and their peers into the prevailing headline or statistic of the day. Uh, like everyone's heard the headline that Canadians are over leveraged by like you know, 10,000% or whatever that ridiculous number was. I, I think it was 162% or something. And for sure there is truth in that. Like absolutely people are leveraged, over leveraged. Um, maybe you or one of your neighbors or family members are over leveraged, but not everyone is right. And, uh, or maybe some of the leverage is possibly God forbid good leverage, like good debt, right? So take the news and the information for what it is. Don't get too high about the headlines. But more importantly, at this time especially, don't get too low or demoralized about the headlines. And always read between the lines. Look for the opportunity, not necessarily always fixating on the pain point. And I'm not saying to ignore the pain point either. Of course, be aware of it and and react accordingly. Um, But look for the opportunity too. I think a lot of people are at the fork in the road point in their lives right now. And I I think there are many, many decisive moments at play right now in people's personal lives. And this is driving people to make very personal decisions, um, I think more than anything else. So... So yeah, big decisions are at play. People are asking themselves a lot of questions right now, you know, a lot of soul searching and brainstorming sessions and stuff like that. And uh, my point is that it's it's hard to argue against the notion that, yeah, we are in a bubble that is about to burst. Like, I, I totally get that. And why wouldn't one think that, especially with all the the numbers, depending on where you are in Canada here, especially in Vancouver, why wouldn't you think that? But at the same time, the volume and quality of the mortgage applications that are flooding my desk, not just now, but for the past few years, has convinced me that there is also a, a very strong, genuine, and uh, capable local demand. And I have applicants that I have pre-approved three years ago, and we still keep in touch constantly, like preparing in anticipation of eventually purchasing a property or upgrading to a bigger property, whatever the case may be. So like this virus, the the market and the economy are also mutating and establishing uh, new variant trends. But thankfully, unlike the virus, the, the mutations and variations of the market and the economy as we know it will also generate some unexpected positive outcomes um, of course, there will be some negative outcomes. Of course, there will be. But it's critical to know that there will definitely be some positive outcomes. We just don't know what and how exactly they will be and uh, when they will arrive and at what pace. Um, but there will definitely be positive outcomes. So this recent announcement from Canada's bank banking watchdog, uh, OSFI, is just one more form of how we are carving our way towards a... Uh, a positive outcome in the future. Let's begin and discuss this week's newsletter titled, How Will the New Mortgage Stress Test Impact You? I hope you're getting some value out of today's talk. The whole idea is to dedicate an entire episode to one specific topic. So if it's something else you are looking to learn about, simply scroll through my past episodes and skim the titles for the particular topic you are looking for. And if you can't find what you're looking for, then send me a text and I'll be sure to talk about it in the following episode. Call or text me anytime at 604-800-9593 or find me at homefinancingsolutions.ca. One application, one credit check, and access to cash top lenders. And now, back to the episode. On Thursday, April 8th, the Office of the Superintendent of Financial Institutions, also known as OSFI, um, and this is the Canadian Bank watchdog, announced that they are proposing changes to the current mortgage stress test rule. So, basically, consider this the last call bell uh, to qualify under the current stress test, all the way up until June 1st, 2021. So it's not 100% official as of yet, but the chances of OSFI not proceeding with their new recommendation, I would say is slim to none. You know, I I consider it done. So before I get into the proposed recommendation, here's a, a quick recap on the current stress test. Rather than qualifying based upon the actual mortgage contract rate, all mortgage applicants are required to qualify at a rate that is 2% higher or 4.79%, whichever is higher. 4.79% is the predetermined five-year benchmark as imposed by the Bank of Canada. So since 2018, this benchmark rate has varied between what it is today, 4.79%, to as high as 5.44% in prior years. So throughout COVID, essentially all of 2020, applicants have been qualifying at 4.79%, which has at sometimes been even 3% higher than the actual contract rate. But lately, it's equating to less than 3% higher, right? So now it's 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 about, it's less than 3%, but it's still higher than 2%, this stress test. So really, like technically, if anything, this sh- this sh- in the last year, it should have been known as the 3% stress test rather than 2%. But anyways, I'm rambling on here. Um, so right off the bat, this should extinguish some of the theories this market was set ablaze by low interest rates. Like, yes, interest rates are at historical lows, but to get approved for these amazing rates, mortgage holders have been qualifying for them at a rate that is similar to where rates were at back in 2008 or 2009. So since 2018, Canadians have only been awarded these historical low rates which have been like in the range of 1.39% to 2.59% that that's been kind of the range since 2018 like um since covid sorry since 2018 only after they've they've received these rates but only after they've proven that they can qualify for them at much higher rates 4.79 to 5.44%. So there's a nice buffer of protection in there and I think Canada in general OSFI has done a a good job there uh, to prepare to prepare us for higher interest rates in the future. And that's the whole point. Um, That's their mandate. Okay, so that that is the current um, stress test environment. So now let's move on to the proposed change that OSFI will very likely implement this June. So as I mentioned earlier, this is not 100% official, but in my opinion it, it will it will very likely become official sometime in May then the mad rush countdown will begin all the way until the actual implementation date of June June 1st yeah June 1 so you know this is this is in the books and here it is the big news the minimum qualifying rate will increase from 4.79% where it is today to 5.25% and who knows that that rate, it could possibly even get higher by the time June 1st rolls around. Um, how will this impact someone qualifying for a mortgage? Okay, so the, the best way I can exemplify this is just by doing a, uh, an example. Uh, consider a qualifying income of $100,000. So that can either be individual or household combined income. Uh, so at $100,000 qualifying income at the current stress test, qualifying rate, you know, today's environment of 4.79%, the maximum mortgage qualification would equate to $500,000 for a high ratio mortgage. So that's less than 20% down payment and $630,000 for a conventional mortgage. That's a down payment of 20% or greater. Okay. So that's today at 4.79% with a $100,000 qualifying income. Today's benchmark qualifying rate, 4.79%, even though you're getting a stupid low interest rate of, you know, probably right now 1.99 to 2%, something like that. You're going to qualify for about a $500,000 high ratio mortgage or $630,000 conventional mortgage. Come June 1st, here's the impact that qualifying rate will raise uh, from 4.79 to five and a quarter. And that same hundred thousand dollars will get you a maximum mortgage qualification for high-ratio mortgages of four hundred seventy thousand. So thirty thousand dollars less than what you would get today. Um, or on the conventional side, six hundred and five thousand uh, dollars. Again, it's about twenty-five, thirty thousand, almost uh, less than what you would get today. So yeah, there's there's a, a little bit at stake depending on on who you are and and what kind of backing you have to, uh, purchase a property. If, if you don't consider this a big deal, then good for you. Um, but I I think, I think there are a lot of buyers, uh, that this $30,000 difference is, is the, is the difference of getting the deal or not. So, um, heads up, that's what's coming. Um, like I said, the announcement was made Thursday, just a couple of days ago. Uh, it's going to be confirmed sometime in May and it's going to be implemented in June, June 1st, okay? So all in all, at the end of the day, that's going to uh, diminish the purchasing power of home buyers who require mortgages, of course, um, by anywhere from 4 to 6%. So be aware of that. It's coming. Uh, here are some other interesting or closing points uh, regarding this policy. OSFI policy is not intended to influence the housing market. Okay, I know many people think that this is an attempt to cool the housing market, but it's not. Um, Their main mandate is to maintain and secure the overall integrity of Canada's financial system. So even though its policies obviously are going to have some type of impact to the housing market to varying degrees, its intent and focus is on preserving the overall integrity of the financial system. That's it. Uh, If you read between the lines or if you read between the lines, this could also be viewed as a forecast, a rate forecast of where OSFI thinks the five-year rate is headed. So in this case, they're kind of indirectly pricing a rate hike of about 50 basis points, 0.5%. So we'll see how that plays out, you know. Maybe because uh, th- that's, that's what I'm reading into this is that, okay, interesting, five and a quarter. So naturally, they're, they're kind of banking uh, pricing in a rate hike as well. So far, this increased qualifying benchmark is only marked for uninsured mortgages, but it is likely to blanket over to insured mortgages as well. I, I think you can bank on that as well. The reason why insured mortgages aren't in the conversation at this point is simply because insured mortgages... Um, you know, via CMHC and two other private insurers are not under OSFI's regulating um, umbrella. So if when this increased qualifying rate becomes applicable uh, to insured mortgages, you could then expect a formal announcement by the Minister of Finance um, to confirm that, declaring that. So that that's what's coming. And um, I'll, I'll end on my personal thoughts on this Um Don't misinterpret this announcement as a a housing market influencer, Um, like I mentioned before, even though it it will have an impact on the housing market, but to what degree remains to be seen. Um, I believe that OSFI is genuine in its uh, mandate of being the overseer of Canada's uh, overall financial system. Take this policy like all other previously implemented OSFI policies, Um, regardless of which group will be most negatively impacted from this, you know, whether that's first-time homebuyers or middle-income earners, the outcome is simply to give assurance to our financial system that all the mortgage holders today and in the past couple of years will be able to make their payments five years from now when their mortgages renew and when interest rates um, should be higher. (laughs) And, And that's it. This is OSFI's number one priority, if anything, the most negative thing about this announcement and eventual implementation of it is that I think it might give the real policymakers, which in brackets would be municipal, provincial, and federal governments, I think it would give the real policymakers an out, allowing them to remain idle on the sidelines and continue to you know, do nothing meaningful when it comes to addressing the supply side of the real estate crisis. And speaking of narratives, as I've mentioned earlier in the episode, uh, this is clearly one that I am behind, especially in Vancouver. I've said it before, the differentiator, in my opinion, is at the municipal government level. Frustrated home shoppers, buyers should be directing their lobbying efforts, I think, towards city halls rather than parliament. The more people lobby the federal government to step in, the higher taxes go. This seems to be the only way they answer. That's the pattern. The more people lobby the federal government, step in, the higher taxes go. And and it's time to demand more from our local politicians and municipalities as this is where policy can have a direct and meaningful impact on real estate in your own backyard. Um, Asking Ottawa for advice on how to balance Vancouver's real estate crisis is what we're doing right now. And it's kind of insane. Like they, they obviously don't have the ground level feel and the vibe and the expertise that, that a, a local municipality government would here. Yet we continue to call on them to do so. So that's all I got today. Um, call or text me anytime if you have any mortgage questions at all, especially if you are in British Columbia or Alberta, as I am licensed to service these specific provinces. And especially if you are from Vancouver or Calgary, as I am very familiar with these markets. Call or text me at 604 800 9593, or you can visit my website at homefinancingsolutions.ca. Thank you again for tuning into Mortgage Genomics Canada. Stay well, everyone. Talk again soon.